Welcome to Anchor Church's podcast. Today, Nick talks about why belonging, acceptance, and warmth mean so much in the Christian life. Let's listen in. When you were a teen, did your friends ever pressure you into doing anything? Well, when I was going into high school, I was so scared of peer pressure. I thought I would turn to mush the first time somebody handed me a joint or something. And so mentally, I prepared myself for high school. I was prepared to just say no. But what ended up happening is I never ended up being pressured into doing the things I thought I'd be pressured to do. I didn't have friends asking me to do drugs or steal or or lie or cheat or anything. Um, But I did have this pressure that I wasn't prepared for. One day a friend asked me to join the church choir. And because I wasn't mentally prepared to say no, I said yes to joining the church choir. And even though... It was just me and him who were the teenagers, and there were about 40 other 60-year-olds in the group. I I joined. I was in. I was in. And you know, it wasn't so bad. I learned some things. I learned a lot about retirement. I learned about AARP and grandkids and hip pains. Um, I learned about myself, too. Well, I mean, at least I learned one thing about myself. I, I learned that I happened to be tone deaf. You know, choir is where you learn about these things. And you'd think I I would quit choir because I was tone deaf. But, not me. (laughs) No, I stuck around because people were so nice and kind and welcoming. I decided to stay. And, and, you know, I just needed to mouth the words. It was fine. You know, I wasn't messing anything up. (laughs) So that lasted for about two years. I stayed in the church choir, not being able to sing. (laughs) Now, I know I was welcomed. But the question is, did I belong? You know, belonging is such an interesting thing because on the one hand we crave it we long for our place to call home on the other hand it's so hard to come by and it's hard even to define what does it mean for a community to be a belonging community a community of belonging about a year ago Hannah and I were at this training conference and we were asked the question what do we want anchor to be the best in the world at And we decided we want, more than anything, that Anchor would be a community of belonging. There are three reasons belonging is so important to us. The first reason is because we are all pretty lonely. One study actually showed that um, the amount of time Americans spend with friends has decreased by 58% in less than 10 years. That's shocking. I mean, my goodness, that is a huge, huge shift in the way people live their lives. It dropped from um, six and a half hours a week to two hours and 45 minutes a week. We're all pretty lonely. Another reason why we need belonging is because deep down, I am convinced that without safety, there's no growth. No safety equals 
no growth. Because in order for you to grow, you need to be able to talk about the questions you have about life and faith. In order for you to grow, you need to be, able, be willing to make a mistake or to fail or to show weakness. And if you are in an environment where it is unsafe to show any sort of weakness, then you will only grow minusculely, if at all. We need a place of belonging because we need safety to grow. We're all pretty lonely. We need safety. And then finally, church is more than a sermon. We need belonging and anchor needs to be a place of belonging because we believe so much that church is so much more than just a weekly sermon. One interesting study actually showed um, that for the last 20 years, church attendance in America has been on a steady decline which maybe you knew that, I knew that, I've been hearing my whole life it sounds like that church has been in decline. But at the end of that article, it said something that surprised me. It said the number one reason people go to church is the sermon. And something clicked in my mind is, what if the reason why people go to church and the reason why people leave the church is connected? What if the fact that people are leaving the church is because they realize that they can get something better than a sermon in a podcast or online somewhere else or on a YouTube video. What if sermons are becoming less and less valuable to people? What if the local church doesn't have the edge on sermon and content? You know what the local church does have the edge on? Community and love and belonging. And so, we need belonging. Now, how do we get that? It gets kind of confusing. I think of my days in the church choir, and I'm like, did I really belong? What does it make sense to belong to a place? And there's really two ingredients for a community to be a place of belonging. First, there needs to be acceptance. Let me illustrate what acceptance doesn't look like. There's this urban legend that 50, 60 years ago in our old church in Kenosha, there was a guy who came to church, was greeted by the usher, and kindly welcomed down to the church basement where he gave this poor young man a haircut because his hair was too long to fit in at this church. Now, whether or not that actually happened... <laughs> I'm not totally for sure about, but my goodness, man, what an image of what it means to be not accepting. And you know, so many times that doesn't happen where someone will actually traumatize you and actually cut your hair. But how often does it happen when you go to church or you go anywhere and you are self-conscious about the fact that you may not fit in entirely? See, being a place of belonging means that people feel accepted when they come. They feel as though they are enough. It's like, it's like we go through our day and we hold on to all of these insecurities. I don't know, maybe it's not you, but maybe it's just me that I am always questioning, am I enough? Am I a good enough husband, a good enough pastor, a good enough Christian? 
And when I go and be around people, it's like that question is raised up. And some of you may be healthier than I am. And, and, and it, other people don't affect you the same way they affect me. But for me, acceptance is one of those things that will help me know that I am enough. It communicates to my soul that even if I'm wondering, am I enough, at least I know to these people, I am enough. Now, when I think about this value of acceptance, there's this little voice in my head that says, well, that's a worldly value. I grew up in a conservative church where words like acceptance and tolerance were bad words. And that was the opposite of what Jesus wanted. But if you look at Scripture, there is a major, major theme of the Gentiles being welcomed into God's people. In Ephesians 2, it says this, Remember that you at that time were separate from Christ, excluded from the citizenship in, heaven, in Israel, and foreigners to the covenants of the promise. That means there are promises for God's people, but your name wasn't on it. Without hope and without God in the world. You know, so many people, I, I know of people who have left church, have been hurt by church, felt rejected by some particular church, and now they feel so far from God. But now, in Christ Jesus, you who once were far away have been brought near by the blood of Christ. Imagine that. Why did Jesus die on the cross? Well, he died on the cross to forgive us from our sins, but that's not the only reason he died on the cross. If you ask Jesus, he would say, I endured the pain and the suffering of the cross. I wore the crown of thorns. I was flogged where it was so badly that flesh was pulled from my back. Jesus would say, I went to the cross so that church would be a place of acceptance. Don't let acceptance be a value that's outside of the church. No, this is a value deep in the heart of Christ. He was willing to die so that people would feel welcomed when they come to church. Acceptance. So that those who are far off would be brought in. Acceptance. How can we be more accepting? How can you show in your life, a posture of acceptance toward others. You know, I think of it like this, is there's two ingredients for a community of belonging. The first ingredient is acceptance. That's where you invite people in. That's where you open a door for somebody. You say, you're welcome here just as you are. Acceptance communicates you are enough. But we, we need that second ingredient. That second ingredient is warmth. Warmth goes a step further than acceptance. It doesn't just say you are enough. Warmth says you are more than enough. You are valued. You are important. Acceptance is when you invite somebody to your home. Warmth is when you clean the house 
and you make sure all the lights are on and, and you make sure there's music playing quietly and, and you make sure that, that the food is ready because somebody important is coming to your house. There's a difference. We want to not just show acceptance, we want to also show warmth. Author of the classic How to Win Friends and Influence People, Dale Carnegie, saw the desire to be important as a craving just like sleep and hunger. The only difference is that, unlike sleep and hunger, our need for importance rarely gets satisfied. Our world is starving for people to show warmth. You know what that makes me think of? This, this idea of warmth. Is, you know, I, I think of Jesus, and the word that comes to mind is perfection. I mean, when I think of perfection, there's just a few things that really fit in that category. I think of Jesus. I think of my wife, Hannah. And I, and I think a third is maybe tied for uh, Panda Express and chocolate. I think those are kind of tied for perfection. And, and, and so Jesus is like chocolate. They're perfect. They don't need to change. But if you mix that chocolate in with some hot water, it's like you just improved on something perfect. You made it even better. And I believe that's what happens when a relationship with Jesus is mixed with the warmth of a loving community. It's like drinking down some delicious hot cocoa on a cold winter night. We need warmth. Philippians 2 says, do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourselves. Not looking to your own interests, but each of you to the interests of others. You see, this isn't just about making anchor a better place. This is a call of God on our lives. Will you treat others better than yourself? Will you value others higher than you value yourself? Warmth isn't just for some people. This is the call of God on every single one of us, is to show warmth. And so... Um, when I think of these two, when I think of acceptance and warmth together, these are the ingredients to create a community of belonging. But they're also the ingredients that really are, are fill up a lot of what it means to just basically love people. I believe these were in the minds, mind of Jesus. When Jesus turned to his disciples, right before going to the cross, he said, I'm giving you a new commandment. A new commandment. He says, love one another. And if you were to imagine his disciples, if you imagine Matthew hearing that commandment, he'd be like, what's new about love one another? We've been told to love people. That's pretty clear. We know that already. Jesus said, let me finish. Love one another. And then he says, as I have loved you, so you are to love one another. And I imagine being Matthew and thinking, I get it now. I get it now. 
I'm sure Matthew in that moment went back to that moment in time, that memory when Jesus first called him to follow Jesus. Because no one else would have ever invited Matthew in. He was a tax collector. Nobody liked the guy. He was rejected from everybody except Jesus. When no other rabbi would ever consider inviting a tax collector, Jesus said, you know, I only got 12 spots, but you make the cut. You are enough. I'm sure Matthew brought himself back to that and says, how in the world am I going to show love and acceptance the way Jesus did? I'm sure Matthew, when he heard, love as I have loved, went back to just an hour earlier when Jesus took a pail of water and went to rub and wash the feet of each of his disciples, a demonstration of value, a scandalous act that was only reserved for servants, not for rabbis and teachers and spiritual leaders. In that moment, Jesus was communicating, I can treat you as higher on the totem pole than me. I can treat you as a higher rank than me. And then he says, love as I have loved. I'm sure Matthew says, I think I got to treat people like Jesus treated me. This is the call of God on our lives. How are you going to love as Jesus loved? I believe the world needs more people. Man, how the world would change if we knew how to be people of belonging, people of acceptance, people of warmth. And so as anchor, our call and my plea to you is to consider how you might be a part of this. In Anchor, we need to be both organized and organic as we try to build a community of belonging. We need to be organized. We need a host team that is dynamic and strong and on time and all of that. We need to plan out meals that we share together to form community with one another. We, we, we're changing the entire model to become a community of belonging. We are saying we're just going to worship together traditionally once a month. And the rest of the time, we're just going to have a meal and talk and, and grow together. We're going to be organized about it, but we have to be organic about it. What I mean by that is that we aren't just putting it in the schedule. It's not something that we can put in a calendar alone. Being a community of belonging has to exist in each of our hearts. It has to be a part of who we are. We have to do the work ourselves on an individual level as well to get to know people, to learn names, to learn stories. One of the acronyms I love is FORD, F-O-R-D, Family, Occupation, Recreation, and Dreams. That helps me so much when I'm trying to get to know somebody's story. I think that is a way of showing value and showing acceptance is getting to know somebody and being excited about who they are and, and what makes them who they are. Learn names, learn stories, share experiences together. Let's build relationships here at Anchor.
Thank you for listening to Anchor Church's podcast. Every month, we upload new episodes to help you grow in your faith and your relationship with God. If you'd like to get involved further or give into the mission of Anchor, please check out anchorchurchil.com. We'll see you next time.